Welcome to Prepare to Care, the AARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Charlene Hunter-James, your host for this podcast. With a new year comes resolutions. Some people want to save more money. Others want to spend more time with loved ones, find the right job, and yes, lose weight and exercise more. As a caregiver, it is important to stay healthy and eat well. This is also true for the person you are caring for on a daily basis. Oftentimes, the person we may be caring for could have medical conditions that have to be monitored. Conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure and others. Dr. Keisha Davis knows about staying healthy. She often sees patients who have to change the way they eat in order to maintain healthy lives. We'll talk to her about easy and practical changes each of us can do to ensure 2020 is a healthy year for all of us. Coming up on Prepare to Care. Dr. Davis, what is the number one reason people don't stick to healthy eating? Hello. Um, That's a good question. I would say the number one reason that people don't stick to healthy eating is they say time. So time and resources. For a lot of us, we may be driving, we may be in a rush, and we see a fast food restaurant or we see something really quick or we see a great commercial on Burger King. So we stop. And then we get that. We're like, oh, next week or, you know, tomorrow I'll eat something better. So it just becomes a routine because you think that it is easier to stop at these places. And then you stop at these places and you get used to eating that type of food. And then as far as moving, um, it's hard because we all say we don't have time. But it's just rearranging the time or thinking, okay, I have to go to the gym to work out when you really don't have to. Or um, I have to spend this an hour working out and I don't have an hour. I have 30 minutes. Well, then you can do something in those 30 minutes. So time and availability are usually the main reasons why people don't stay healthy. I think you brought up some, some excellent points because we do tend to think that in order to exercise, it must be in a formal setting. Exactly. What are some tips we could do around the home? Or in our workplace. That's a good question. So I do all of them. I do variety. So wherever Mm -hmm. I am, you can move, right? Mm -hmm. So even at home, um, I have children. I have a 9-year-old and a 13-year-old. And last night, I just put on some music, some jazz music, and we started moving. Mm -hmm. Dancing is a great form of exercise. I dance all the time. I dance um, professionally, but also just for fun. Mm -hmm. You're burning calories, but you're having fun, so you're not thinking about the fact you're burning calories. Work, housework, actually mopping, things like that, keeping your body moving, that burns calories. That keeps your body going, keeps your metabolism up. So it's important to keep moving around the house like that. Going outside, if you have children, grandchildren, um, a dog, go play catch with a dog. Or even with my dogs, running back and forth, I think it's the funnest thing seeing Mm -hmm. you run back and forth until you're out of breath. So if you're around the house or outside on a beautiful day, just keep walking, move around the house, walk up and down the stairs of your house. See, I think those are very practical. Yes. And a lot of people don't really think about that. I remember some years ago seeing an article in Good Housekeeping about uh, doing housework. Exactly. And so I started off again, here we go, with starting off with good intentions Mm -hmm. with the vacuum cleaner. And I put on Aretha Franklin, respect. (laughs) And I tell you, I I really did get moving. 
you know, now I don't know so much about the impact of the vacuum. Right. But I was able to move. So those are some real practical tips. And people don't tend to think about those as exercise um, recommendations. Right. Do you have, uh, let's talk about healthy eating. Mm -hmm. Again, you mentioned time and resources are, yeah. are probably are very important. Very important, but people say, I don't have the time. Yeah. Um, I say it happens a little bit goes a long way. Mm -hmm. You can't change your diet all the way in one day. And what happens is that people rebound. Mm -hmm. So don't find um, some fad online and think, okay, I'm going to follow this fad or I'm going to do the high um, protein or ketone diet. If it doesn't fit your lifestyle, then don't do it. But making little changes, cutting down mm -hmm. the amount of sugary drinks, cutting out the amount of fatty foods helps a lot and goes a long way. Just say, okay, this week I'm going to get rid of all fried foods. I'm going to get rid of bread. I'm going to get rid of, mm -hmm. you know, white rice and those heavy pasta things. Because really you want to get down to the lean, the lean grains, the lean, um, if it's bread, it's whole wheat, no extra sugar not eating a lot of processed food even as a vegetarian just trying to eat things that are in the grocery or the you know the deli section is important okay you know now they have a lot of prepared foods mm -hmm. that are supposedly healthy and you can order online and get a box of five meals and things what what are your thoughts on those meals i am not I don't do all homemade, so I am all for prepared. I even go sometimes to the store and get onions cut up because I hate cutting onions. So I don't want an excuse to say, okay, I don't want a fresh meal. Go get carrots that are shredded or cabbage that's shredded if it's going to make it quicker for you to make a salad. So just be careful and make sure that you try to keep as much organic just because of pesticides and things like that, but also make sure it doesn't have extra things. Or if you have an allergy, make sure it does not have that food that has the allergy in it. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about care recipients yes. because oftentimes, as I mentioned earlier, they have chronic conditions and other conditions that may limit the types of food uh, that they can prepare, they can consume as well as how it is to be prepared. Mm -hmm. So would you talk a little bit about what can be done, particularly yeah. for those that may have some difficulty in eating? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things. Um, reading up and always having resources online is good. Um, I had just done an article for blackdoctor.org about anti-inflammatory foods, and there actually are a lot of foods. If you already have chronic disease, if you already have arthritis, there are foods that you're eating that are eliciting and making your disease process worse. And it is. It's true. It really does happen. Um, grains, highly processed foods, um, there's things in those ingredients, if you look on the box, that are just too much. If you have more than five or six ingredients, if you want to do the shortcut way, try to get rid of all those extra ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, people actually do have gluten sensitivity. And if you do have um, arthritis or have some type of um, GI upset, sometimes seeing if you get rid of the gluten in your diet. So then you do have to go look, and a lot of the things on the front will say gluten-free. So if you want to try, okay, let's do gluten-free, try that. So you look for the things that are gluten-free. If it's dairy, sometimes people, even over time, I became dairy sensitive, um, then you want to make sure that you look for things, even dried milk, and make sure that it's um, mm. dairy-free or doesn't have the products that are going to make you sick. So I would say um, always asking. If you go to a restaurant, don't stop eating out. Just ask. Don't be afraid. You'll be surprised. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are 
everything. Be careful. Everything you eat, ask what's in it. Or I have this allergy. I have this sensitivity. And they will make sure they give you the same food minus those things. All right. I know some restaurants, particularly fast food restaurants, mm -hmm. include the ingredients on the menu and the, and the calories. So that's very helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things is really try to educate yourself and, and create an environment of knowing what's in the food yes. items that you are consuming. Exactly. Uh, any exercise tips for uh, care recipients who may be bedridden mm -hmm or have limited mobility? Yeah, there's a lot of different things. Um, if you're bedridden, if you can't move your legs, move your arms. Mm -hmm. If you can't move your arms, move your legs. Laying in the bed, you can do leg lifts. Um, if you have problems with weight-bearing exercises, then you can go to the pool mm -hmm. or even the bathtub and do things like that. Um, there's exercise bands um, that you can use that mm -hmm. really help with flexibility mm -hmm. and strengthening muscles without adding weights. Um, there's ways to, on the floor, do floor exercises, um, even lifting things around the house. If you're sitting down, you can lift from your arms. You can do twists. Things that are still moving your body, you'll be surprised. Really, mm -hmm. the amount of effect it can have. And even music, mm -hmm. you know, the even right music. kind of music. The right kind of music will get you going. Um, <laughs> you can have, there's meditation, instrumental mm -hmm. music is good. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of gets your mind nice and easy, and then you might be in more of the state to want to keep moving. Mm -hmm. So actually when I exercise, I do prepare, like starting with some motivation. If I'm feeling down, if you're not in the right mood, you're not going to move. So be in the right set frame of mind when like you are that. moving. That, that's good. Um, one of the things that we always talk about or, you know, because of the information that you have yes. is being an ambassador to others and into the community and, and what can people do to really talk about a culture of health and well-being? Um, as an individual, um, setting an example, I would see the most important thing. As a caregiver, um, you have to make sure that you're taking care of your health, and it shows. If you're tired or you're sick or not feeling well, um, it shows on the body. If you're telling your children or your loved ones they've got to eat this diet, but you're eating bad in front of them or doing wrong habits in front of them, that's not setting a good behavior. So getting out in the community and doing the things that you want to show people are the right way to live is the best example you can give. That's so important. Other tips? Other tips, I would say take it day by day. Mm -hmm. Don't uh, compare yourself to someone else. Set Great your own point. goals. Yes. Set your own goals and don't let anything get in the way of setting them up, whether there are many goals. So you have a long-term goal, mm -hmm. but short-term goals are as important as long-term goals. So mm -hmm. you, if your goal is eventually to lose 20 pounds, make the first goal, I'm going to go a week without eating a certain food. I'm going to go a week with walking 20 minutes in the morning. Set that mini goal and reward yourself at the end of that mini goal. Yeah. Those are really excellent points uh, because we do tend to think large. Well, I yes. have to do this, I have to do that, and I don't have the time, the resources. And I think when people look at taking just uh, small steps, that helps to small promote, you know, their well-being and that of the people around them. Uh, and oftentimes we try to be so much and, and do so much for so many. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the other thing is by prioritizing what is it that you can real, realistically do yeah. 
for uh, your care recipient as well as for yourself. Exactly. Any particular tips along that line of knowing how to nicely say no, I yeah. can't. No is as important as yes because you will fill your plate. And um, physical health goes side and side with mental health. So mm-hmm. if you are stressing yourself to the point of you're making yourself sick, you can get physically sick from mm-hmm. stress. Um, you can hurt yourself from stress. You are basically going into a cycle where, okay, I feel sick, um, I'm stressing myself, and then you're not taking care of yourself, and then how are you effectively going to take care of someone else? So set goals. Say, okay, I'm going to spend this many hours a day taking care of other people. And once I reach that, everything else has to move on to the next day. It's not going, it's not over. The world's not over. It's okay. But you have to make sure that you are still mentally sane. You're still happy. You're still healthy and taking care of yourself. That's really important because sometimes in the caregiving uh, area, you will hear about the martyr syndrome and that nobody else can take care of mom but me, but, you know, and she likes this and that. Delegate. And, yes, and we have to, again, release some of that yeah. um, tension by saying other people can do it with, yeah. you know, by being properly trained. Yeah, and it's just delegating, even yeah. small things, friends or family. Mm-hmm. It may not be hiring somebody, but I know at the home sometimes I don't have time to clean and I've realized, okay, I cannot do everything in a day, so I'm gonna have to hire someone to clean if that means I spend more time with my daughter or more time working on their homework or more time for me, then I'm gonna have to delegate that responsibility. But it is what it is. It's just like on the airplane when you have to, um, they tell you first, if we lose cabin pressure, what do you do first? You put on your mask first. So if you don't oxygen, if you don't feed yourself right, you cannot take care of the person next to you or your loved one. Time management is so crucial, and I think you hit on that at the beginning because we tend to say, oh, I don't have time for this, and I don't have time to that. And I I remember a person saying, we all start with 24 hours, Mm -hmm. and how you choose to use that 24 hours is really up to you. Exactly. And that is so true in the area of caregiving because you can end up spending 15 hours on caregiving and less for yourself in your whole discussion about, you know, managing your time and prioritizing what's important. And it's not that the other things are not. Right. It's just that you have to make those decisions and how to do that. Exactly. Any other words of wisdom? Um, I would say if you have to, diary, take a diary, see what you're doing throughout the day and what could be moved around or could be eliminated. Um, And then after you do that diary, try to um, see if you can change the amount of time you're spending on other things. If there are really things that you have to do at a certain time of day or give medication or Mm -hmm. something, then work everything else around that. And then as far as working out, if you can't do 40 minutes, say, okay, I'm going to do 15 minutes in the morning. I do this a lot on my um, blog. I say do two 20 minutes, which is for doctors and professionals that are busy, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. It adds up, and you get it done, but you do a little bit at each time. So during your breaks during the day, um, you can take care of doing those healthy things and then try to add everything else out. But loosely also plan. Don't have a rigid schedule because if you do and you don't go minute by minute, you'll stress yourself out that you're off schedule. Good. That's about all the time we have, but before we go, what's your last piece of advice for our caregivers listening today? I would say congratulate yourself always. Always give yourself positives every day. 
say, you know, I am this, I am worthy, I am smart, I am strong. Mm -hmm. Give yourself those positives. And then anything that you need to change is just a work in progress. It's okay. Be proud of yourself and what you've done so far. That is so important. Mm -hmm. You've just heard from Dr. Keisha Davis about changes we can do to ensure we eat well and stay healthy in 2020. Thank you for joining us. And we appreciate you, Dr. Davis, for being a part of this discussion and the valuable information that you have shared. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. As always, if you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends or family who are new to caregiving, invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.aarp.org/slash Houston. P-T-C. Take our Prepare to Care podcast survey to help us improve future episodes or find other caregiving planning and local resources to help you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening, and as always, thanks for caring.